Welcome to The Internship Show, where each week we explore the ins and outs of early talent programs at companies of all sizes across the globe. Early talent fuels businesses from startups to the Fortune 500. We're here to provide the information you need to stay informed on all of the amazing opportunities that exist. I'm Parker Pelt, and this week I spoke with Anna D'Souza from Akamai Technologies. A lifelong resident of Massachusetts, Anna is a campus recruiter for the emerging talent team at Akamai Technologies, responsible for full-cycle hiring for all interns and co-ops in North America. She graduated in 2018 with a bachelor's degree from Tufts University with majors in psychology and sociology. She likes to spend her free time relaxing with her dogs and cooking new recipes with her husband. Anna, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show today. Yeah, thank you so much, Parker. Glad to be here. So we're so excited for you to be able to be here and represent Akamai Technologies. But first, I want to get into your background. What has your journey really been like into early talent to get you where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I really wouldn't be where I am today without the internship experiences that I had um, while I was in school. So I really dabbled in a lot of different things. I tried out, you know, working at the newspaper, um, the local newspaper and doing journalism. Um, I was a research assistant at a local hospital and I found that I really enjoyed that. And I, it was there that I kind of fell in love with the phone screening process. And I realized that when you talk to somebody on the phone for 30 minutes, you really develop kind of this special and unique bond. Um, and yet at the same time, I realized that going down that path of sort of academia and lots and lots of grad school was not going to be for me. So I kept going through my school journey. I worked at a dog shelter, loved it, worked with kids, didn't love it. Um, finally decided to um, find some kind of co-op or internship with NHR because people kept telling me, oh, well, psychology majors, which I was, really do well in HR. So I figured, why not? Um, I ended up with a role as a talent strategist co-op, and I loved that. I liked the, um, the sociological aspect of looking at people in an organization, working on employee engagement and diversity and inclusion, and I found that incredibly interesting. Um, and yet at the same time, I sort of, out of the corner of my eye, was looking at one of the other co-ops there who was a campus recruiter. And I was thinking, huh, that sounds really interesting. And, and I wonder what that's all about. So after I graduated from uh, Tufts University, which is where I went to school, I applied to like 80 jobs. <laughs> so I always tell people, don't get discouraged if you have a similar experience and it takes you a while to find something. Um, but eventually Akamai got back to me for a university relations uh, coordinator role. And I went in for the interview and I was really struck because my interviewer there and then later my coworker said that there's never a dull moment in campus recruiting. Like every single day is exciting and you get to work directly with students and kind of coach them. And that was really exciting and lined up with my background work. Um, I ended up joining and because the team was so small and had such a wide scope of work, I got vacuumed in right away to the recruiting aspect. And that kind of brings me to where I am now, two years later, where I'm the recruiter for the team in the U.S. and Canada, and I'm working a lot more on the strategy and the programming side, which I think is wonderful. Um, so in a sense, I kind of just stumbled into emerging talent and university recruiting and yet at the same time, like all of my prior intern and co-op experiences led me here. They helped me whittle down what I liked, where my strengths were, um, what I didn't like, I think most importantly, to where now I'm doing work that I really enjoy. I'm working with people and I'm working on programs and strategy. So 
that's just a super quick synopsis. <laughs> no, and it's great that you were able to utilize your internship experience to find what you liked as well as you didn't like, because I'm sure that allows you to relate to students that you talk to, whether you're on campus or, or not, when they're having these similar conversations of, hey, this is what I want to do, or hey, this is why I want to come to your company to explore this avenue of, of a job, essentially. Oh, definitely. And we're sitting here and campus recruiting is completely flipped and gone on 180. We're not going to be on campus at least this fall and we're going to be virtual. I'd love to hear your opinions on kind of like what does virtual recruitment look like from your perspective? Yeah, you know, virtual recruiting is still really new for most of us and it's it's definitely going to be an interesting fall. And yet at the same time, my team is a little bit of a head start because we moved to virtual recruiting in 2019. Um, and the reason we did that is because most career fairs happen early in the fall and we ended up shifting our recruiting timelines until later. So it made a lot of sense for us to start recruiting virtually at that time. Plus, we could access far more students across the country when you're not just going to like 10 schools in person. So coming into this year, we definitely have a clearer idea of what we need to do. Um, and, you know, overall, there are some really serious benefits to virtual recruiting, which you'll hear a lot of people talk about. I can now reach out to students in Oregon and Tennessee and Ontario, who I would have never talked to before going to just a handful of schools. And that's tremendously exciting for me because I'm able to bring in a much broader diversity of students to um, to our programs in terms of their backgrounds and their expertise. And so that's a wonderful aspect. But sort of the other side to that coin is that you also get a lot more applicants. Um, so in 2018, my first year here, we had like five or 6,000 applicants to our direct roles. And last year that jumped up to like eight or 9,000. So we saw a pretty, yeah, we saw a pretty substantial um, increase in applicants. And with that, it becomes a little bit more challenging to make sure you're fairly screening everybody. And you have to be more strategic about how are we really going to identify who is at the top of this pack? Um, what are the events that we're going to put on virtually to really make sure we're connecting with students in a meaningful way? So um, definitely some pluses and minuses. And the virtual event space is pretty new for us. So we're still figuring that out. But we're very excited to be connecting with students in that sort of avenue. You know, from the student perspective, I would say that it, it's definitely a little bit harder to stand out when you don't have those designated face-to-face -face interactions. So that's why, and I think I'll talk to you about it probably in a few minutes, but it's so important to, to make yourself known and to attend events, like come see us, even though it's over video, because we want to see your faces. We want to hear from you. And, um, you know, it's an exciting time, but it's definitely going to require some strategic transitioning to make sure that we're not just going in blind and um, that we're still connecting with people. The playing field has never been more level and it's great to hear that your team mm -hmm. was kind of ahead of the gun so to speak on where we're at now and you're here to represent Akamai. So for listeners could you give an overview of who is Akamai? Oh, yes. So um, we are headquartered in Cambridge, Massachusetts, but we're a very global company. We have offices all over the world. And um, essentially, we are a globally distributed intelligent edge platform. Um, so we have 300,000 servers all over the world, which enable us to deliver internet and internet services to our customers worldwide. Um, and we are able to deliver that internet in a way that is fast and smart and secure. And I would actually say that secure 
is an operative word there because we are also at the forefront of the cybersecurity industry. It's a massive part of what we do among our many, many products and services that we offer. Um, now, I am not an engineer. It took me a really long time to understand, like, what is a content delivery network? I don't know what that means. And so an example I would give is like, um, if you're in the, in the US, you might be familiar with um, Black Friday, huge shopping day online. So um, if you go online on Black Friday and you're shopping at a retailer, maybe buying some clothes, there's probably also hundreds of thousands of other people using that website. And so we're working on the back end. We're like behind the scenes, making sure that the internet is still working well, that the web page is loading, that the images on the web page are still high quality um, and that they're not failing because of that incredibly high traffic. So that has to do with the delivery piece and the quality piece. And then of course, we're helping to prevent bot attacks or distributed denial of service DDoS attacks. And we're really making sure that your transactions are secure. So we come in from many, many different angles to provide you know, a whole suite of services, but that's just um, a really quick way that I would describe what we do as a company. The company that's so integrated probably into the daily lives of many people listening to the show right now without really knowing it in a company that is very technical, but at the same time, seems like you can learn to understand it regardless of your background. What is that company culture like for a company of your size that's growing like you all are? And maybe what's kind of like your favorite part of that company culture? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we're 8,000 employees strong. It's about that about that number. And like I said, we're all over the world. We're in well over 100 um, countries. And so we come from all over the place. We speak tons of languages at this country, um, at this company, excuse me. Um, we were born out of MIT in 1998 by a math professor and his student, more or less. So from our very founding, we are a group of people that is extremely innovative and creative, right? Um, we're a group of people that is tenacious and that wants to keep figuring out what can we be doing better and what can we continue to create together. Um, one of the ways that that's supported even now is that we have something called Akamai Wizards, and it's like a contest for Akamai employees to submit their ideas for new things we can do. So we're really trying to get input from everybody all the time. And you know, the people at Akamai are really, really smart and inspiring across all fields. You know, we have marketers and people in finance who are like the best of the best. And of course, we have software engineers and architects who are the best of the best. Um, but overall, I would say that we are an extremely collaborative culture, as even and especially now that we're working remotely for the last six months. And even my interns who were here this summer would all tell me, um, I can't believe how supportive my manager is and how collaborative my team members are with me. They're stepping in to make sure that all of my questions are answered and making sure that I'm really part of the team. And I think that really speaks to our broader culture as a company. It's something that's incredibly important to us. And in terms of the support, I would also add that for me personally, this has become abundantly clear since we went on lockdown almost you know, six months ago and I haven't been back into the office. The Akamai leadership itself has really come out with a tremendous level of support for everybody in the company. Um, they're really focused on everybody's wellness and health now that we're all going through such an incredibly strange and difficult time, largely. Um, they're giving us as many resources as possible so that we're able to succeed. And while I was you know, aware that we were supported and cared for before, I think it's become so abundantly clear for me. And, and that's been really exciting to see. I think that's one of my favorite parts is that from the very top down, we're, we're valued as humans in this company and, you know, treated with respect. 
Um, and the last thing I'll mention, I could talk about culture all day, but um, we very much value diversity of thought and creating a highly inclusive culture here. It's something we work on every day from you know, top to bottom. We, um, you know, we come in through recruiting and training programs and employee initiatives, but I'll, do, I'll give just a couple of examples of how we achieve that. Um, one of my favorites is our employee resource groups, our ERGs. We have 11 of them worldwide and that, you know, people come together, really incredible and inspiring people who are working really hard to create an open and welcoming culture for everybody at Akamai. And they're working hard to figure out very concrete ways of like, what can we be doing as a company to make sure that everyone is here and at the table, right? Um, in addition to that, we have something called the Akamai Technical Academy. This is very, very exciting too. Right now it's running out of Costa Rica and Poland, but it is a training and placement program for people of diverse backgrounds who want to learn IT, but maybe don't have the traditional technical background. They didn't go to school for that. So we're bringing them in at many different levels of their career and training them. And that's a fantastic program. We've developed some of our best employees through that program. Um, and that's just a couple of high level of examples. We really integrate it at every level, but um, I guess I'll stop there. I could keep going, but we really have a pretty incredible culture. And it sounds like in, and with such buy-in as well from leadership and, and the support from leadership is the foundation for that company. And is I think something again and again, and more so now than ever students that are looking to differentiate between companies and what opportunities are there, they're coming in and saying, what does that support system look like? Is there accessibility to leadership and so many other things that Akamai, I can see, is, is giving. So if a student's listening and is like, awesome, I want to check out Akamai, what does that recruitment process, application process really look like? Yeah, good question. So we're going to start recruiting for our summer 2020, uh, 2021 interns, um, most likely in November of this year. And that window will be open from November through January, February. That's like our key period for non-technical roles like marketing and business that will be primarily focused towards um, the end of that time period, January and February. So if you want to apply to our roles, you should check out Jumpstart. And you can go, if you type in jumpstart.me, you'll find the website. And that's currently the job postings and events platform that we're using. And um, you can apply through our jobs there. If you're a good fit, you'll hear from me or one of our other recruiters about a phone screen uh, just to learn more about you. And then we might uh, pass you off to the manager for some interviews. So typically there's two rounds of interviews, an initial shorter one with the hiring manager, and then a final longer round of interviews with the rest of the team. Um, obviously it'll all be virtual and we're, we're very well versed in that. So we're looking forward to those interviews. And if you're applying for a technical role, like a software engineer during that last phase of interviews, most likely you'll have a technical component. Maybe that's a whiteboarding exercise or a coding challenge or something like that. So once you approach that portion, we'll, you know, give you more insight into how to prepare and what kinds of questions, um, will be asked. And then lastly, we're going to be holding lots of virtual events on jumpstart, especially in January. January when many of our roles are open, like information sessions. So check those out. We're doing a few events right now, but if you're looking for just general information, check us out on Jumpstart and, you know, we're excited to get some applications in November. And, and let's circle back. How can a student stand out when they're applying to an Akamai open positions in this virtual setting so that they 
can put their face and name to to your team so that they stand out? Yeah, that's a good question too. So I was talking to a colleague the other day and she was saying to me, you know, what is the most important quality of a software engineer? And I would argue of any student. And, and the answer is communication skills. Communication is so, so huge. And that is largely what I'm evaluating for during that initial phone screen. And you don't have to be an amazing orator. I mean, that's not the bar. But I do want you to be able to describe your previous work experiences. I want you to come prepared with some thoughtful questions about what you're curious about the role. And I want to just be able to talk to you and learn a little bit about who you are. So communication is really key. And I would say right up on par with communication, something I'm looking for in my phone screen is um, the level of interest that you have. Did you do your research and are you prepared? Do you know who we are? Do you know what the role is? And are you coming to this phone screen excited and you're invested in Akamai and you can't wait to learn more? If I have two candidates with relatively similar backgrounds and one of them shows up to the phone screen and is totally gung-ho and excited and the other one, eh, not so much, I'm, I'm definitely going to favor the one who's super excited because these are the kinds of people that we want to bring into our company, really invested um, in really energetic people, right? Um, lastly, you know, technical skills for a technical role, they're important, but it's a training program. We know that you're bringing, um, we're bringing you in as an intern and we're accepting that. But of course, um, properly preparing for your technical interview is a key part, um, especially when you get to, to speaking with the hiring manager. So overall, it's, it's the communication and the investment. I can work with you if your resume is a little bit of a mess or if you maybe don't know a certain coding language. But as long as I have your buy-in, um, we can work with that. I love the emphasis on communication and, and something I emphasize is learning agility and being able to be adaptable in an environment and take feedback and actually work with that feedback. And if a student lands an internship at Akamai and gets through the process and is, is hired, what can they expect when they're interning at your company? Yeah, so I'll kind of just move sequentially through the summer. I think that works. Um, on your first day, you'll have an orientation where you get to meet all of the other interns. And it's really important for us from day one to create a community since we have about 60 interns every year. And even this summer when everybody was remote, you know, that was one of our top priorities. Um, in your first two weeks, you go through onboarding and trainings, you get integrated onto your team, um, and you're assigned a mentor. All of our interns get a mentor who maybe meets with you once a week to talk about your career development. Um, you're going to be onboarded, of course, to your projects. Most interns will receive a couple of projects over the course of the summer, and what's key for us is that projects are directly related to the work of the team. You know, we're not giving you side work and, and putting you off to the side to do your own thing. We really want you integrated with what we're doing at our core and contributing in a meaningful way. So um, you'll meet regularly with your manager and mentor. But about the intern program, which is kind of my side of things, um, again, we build community through a lot of social events for our interns. So we have weekly mingles. We set folks up on coffee chats and encourage networking. And we did a couple of fun things this summer, like virtual paint nights and a virtual murder mystery party. So we're really trying to be creative and get people excited to, to be together, especially virtually. Um, apart from that, you know, we create as many networking opportunities as possible. So I already talked about our ERGs, employee resource groups, and we brought them in for a panel to talk with our interns and give them more insight into the kind of work that they do. 
Um, and lastly, we give regular feedback. So your manager will give you performance reviews. And at the end of your internship, you'll complete a showcase. So it's just a PowerPoint presentation that you'll give to different folks in the company. You can add it to your portfolio. And um, I'll actually sit down with students a couple of times through the summer to talk to them about career development and make sure that we're on the right track. So there's a lot of support coming from different angles through the 12 weeks. And students need to be open to feedback and not take it as a negative and view it as a positive and positive development as it is so important for, for them as they look to take things away from an internship. You need to not just check off a box that you got one. You need to actually be able to take away some tangible items. And I think the first step comes through that feedback. And what are some things, Anna, that you're really hoping that a student takes away from an Akamai internship at the end? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So number one, it's developing a network and a community of people long term. So that's bonding with your manager, mentor, and team members, other interns, and of course with my team, and creating a strong network is going to advocate for you down the road if you come back for a full-time role, even if it's years away, who are able to advocate for you. So that's why I emphasize networking so critically as a professional development skill that I want to see folks working on while they're here with us. Um, also, I want people to leave with a clear understanding of their strengths and interests. You know, you're still developing, you're still figuring out your career path. Certainly when I was an intern across my many experiences, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but every time I could figure out, yep, nope, I like that, I don't like that, that was just tremendously valuable. And so I want students to ideally go through a similar process and leave with a better understanding of, okay, this is who I am and this is where I think I'd like to be next year. Um, that for me is definitely success. And lastly, even though interns are only here for 12 weeks, I want them to get a really clear understanding of who we are as a company and what our culture is like. You know, as much as possible, I want an intern to walk away and say, I know what it's like to be an Akamite. And I am passionate about this company now that I've gotten to know it. So that is how I would personally measure success. Being an Akamite sounds like such an awesome thing because of the structure and the program that you all have developed and being on the front lines of being in navigating virtual recruitment, I can only imagine gives the students that are going through this for the first time now so much of a better experience and knowing that you all have been through it once or twice and, and know what to expect. Do you have any success stories from your experience that you that you'd like to share? Yeah, um, definitely. So, you know, one of my favorite parts of the year is when, obviously, if we're able to make somebody a conversion offer after their internship ends, or even a, just a full-time offer later, that's tremendously rewarding because I get to see people develop from that very first phone screen back before they were an intern to now when we're bringing them in full-time. And that's especially true if I'm bringing someone into our rotation programs because we have a brand new engineering rotation program and an existing finance rotation program. But the story I want to tell is so present because I got follow-up on it this week. Um, I had been at Akamai for like six weeks, and I was bringing in either my first or second interview candidate, walking him into an interview. He was here for a co-op, and he came in. He's a sophomore, first co-op experience. He was so nervous, and his suit was too big, and I was immediately endeared to him. But um, he came in, and he did tremendously well here. He dove into his projects, he connected with his team, and he worked really, really hard. Now, this was a technical support role, and at the end of the six months when he was with us as a co-op, he realized he didn't want to do that kind of work. He actually wanted to do software development, which is different. 
And so he left with a clear understanding now of where he wanted to go next. That's success number one. Now, his manager a year and a half later just emailed me this week and said, you remember the student? I know that he's not going to come back to our team, but I can't express enough how tremendous he is. And we've got to get him back. Tell me what I got to do. I'll write recommendation letters. I will fight for him. Tell me what we need to do to bring him back. And now he's approaching graduation. So that's the conversation that's happening. Um, the story's not over. I, I hope we can bring him back on full time. But even where it is now, the fact that he created such a supportive community of people, even though he's not going to join their team, that is the ultimate in success to me. It's great to hear success stories like that because it speaks volumes to the purpose of delivering a purposeful internship experience. And it's been so great and talking to you and learning about Akamai and the program that you all have developed. Anything else that you'd want to close that with or remarks about the company or your program? Yeah, you know, just just really a quick closer. Um, a lot is going on right now, a lot of changes. It's been a really tough year for a lot of people, and I'm in the same boat. So my team specifically has been shifting quickly and all the time to figure out, let's try this, let's do that. At the peak of our mind at all times is making sure that interns have a positive and meaningful experience, and that starts with the candidate experience. So I really encourage you to come and apply and just talk to us. Reach out to me on LinkedIn if you hear this podcast, and I'm happy to share more because I, you know, I want to be able to share these experiences with you and learn about your career goals and see how we can meet them. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it. Even with all the changes coming, I think we're, we're going to be well prepared and I can't wait to have students start coming in. So I think with that, I will, I'll leave it there. Thanks so much for taking the time and sharing such awesome information with all of our listeners today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Parker. What a great time chatting with Anna from Akamai Technologies, who shared their company culture, what a student can expect while interning at their company, and why it's a great place to work as a college student. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love for you to leave a rating or review about the show. This episode is brought to you by Scholars. Scholars amplifies top employer brands to an audience of diverse students from across the country who curated podcasts, blogs, newsletters, and more. Make sure to tune in next time to The Internship Show and have a great day.